Infinity Games Podcast. Welcome to Infinity Games Podcast, episode 26. I'm Drew Bugs Hero. I'm Calrix King. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Mega Man. But before that, we're going we're gonna to do some segments, starting with games we've been playing and then a, uh, at the return of then and now. All shit. Throwback. Yeah, man. It's been like six episodes. I think it's been a few more than that. Well, no, it's been like six plus a hiatus. Goddamn. Right? Fair. <laughs> okay. So I haven't been playing anything, but what have you been playing? I have things to talk about. Yes. But, but first, jukebox with the weather. Uh, It's surprisingly warm for December. Yes. <laughs> that was jukebox with the weather. Thank you, jukebox. <laughs> um, okay, so last podcast I talked about Pokemon a little bit. Right. Because um, I did pick up Ultra Moon. And I mentioned, I didn't mention much because I hadn't played much of it yet, but I I remember essentially saying that part of the thing that sold me in that game was simply the fact that you got your starter Pokemon like five minutes into the game, which was awesome and the way it should be and the way it's always been before they decided to fuck us sideways with Sun and Moon. Right. So, um, playing through the game, I'm noticing a lot of changes they made to make the game way less handholdy. Okay. Tell us tell us where you are right now. I just got to the fourth island. Okay, so you've done like an island and a half since we last talked about it. Yeah, pretty much. I did like to- I've done like two whole islands. Okay. Cuz like the last time I mentioned it, I like literally just started the second island, so I finished two whole islands plus Aether Paradise and everything. Damn. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, the one thing I want to talk about is the fucking AI for the opponents. Okay. And also their team comps and their move sets because they're way better. And by better, I mean they will beat you into the fucking earth. So, my, my current team is a pre marina. Who's Again. Water Fairy? A pre- I, best starter <laughs> in Sun and Moon. I don't even fucking care. Okay. Um, I have a Pre-Marina. I have a Alolan Marowak. I have an Alolan Sandslash. A Crabominal. Crabominable? Whatever he is. Crab. Um, yeah. Fucking, I have a Palisand, who is Sandy Yast's evolution. Right. And who the fuck is my last one? Son of a bitch, why can't I remember? Because normally oh, it's a I rotating have... spot for TM, bitch. Pretty much. Um, I have a Dusk Form Lycanroc. Cool. Who, who you can only get through a special rock rough who is a mystery gift for now. Nice. So that's my team. So it's not like a terrible team. I have a couple of overlapping types. Like I have two ghost types and two ice types. Right. But like it's not a bad team comp. Like I, I resist and have an answer for pretty much every type. Granted, like there's a couple that I'm missing, but like whatever. 
Right. Um, it's pretty hard to cover 17 types with a seven poke team. So six, six. Yep. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the 17 number and I just kind of went into seven. So nice dude. Like, for example, I got into a fight with Guzma, who's the team skull boss. Uh huh. And he sent out a Vicavolt, who's a bug electric type. Right. So I'm fighting this thing, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll send out my Marowak because I resist any bug type moves, and electric type moves aren't going to hurt too much. So I send Marowak out, and I try to flame charge him, and it does, like, fuck all for damage, and his bug type move still does a shit ton of damage to me. So I'm like, oh, fuck heal so i heal and then he tries he hits me with a thunderbolt and wipes my marrow axe so i'm like son of a bitch i'm like whatever i'll fucking i was like i'll throw out my palisand he's a ground ghost type bug type moves will do dick and electric type moves literally do nothing okay so i send him out there i'm like hey i'm good i'm just gonna fucking smack this bitch with a fucking bulldoze or whatever and wipe him off the face of the earth he hits me with energy ball I didn't even know Vicavolt got energy ball. Surprise. So he wipes my palisand, and I'm like, fuck me, now what? So I ended up, I can't remember how I managed to kill the thing. I pretty much had to cheese it, I think. Okay. But, um, like, that's happened to me a few times. Like, I'll literally just, like, I'll think I have fucking type advantage, I'll throw out and they'll pull some like bullshit move out of their back pocket that just like wipes me. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? That's weird, man. Like, you know, it's it's kind of funny because you dig that there's more like difficulty to it. But I bet you it's going to like I haven't looked at any of the reviews, but I have a feeling a lot of people are going to complain that it's harder. Yeah, well, people can suck a dick. <laughs> you want hard? You want hard? Go play red and blue. Teach you motherfucking hard. But but it's easy. But it's not. Why? Because the grinds suck and only like four of the types are worth any amount of anything. I mean, I never had any problems. I don't know what you're complaining about. You and your level 90 Charizard. No. That That's not me, dude. Like, I've literally never had anything that high until uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, where I was like... EV and IV, like farming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, otherwise, it's just like I never really grinded, neither in crystal. Mm, I don't know. I found red and blue somewhat difficult just because the grind is awful. I find it really hard to get levels in those games. And also because there's zero experience share, you're constantly switch training. Or having to fucking... I, I don't know. I just find leveling up in that game overall to be a complete bitch. But... Perhaps. They're not hard. Like, I shouldn't say they're hard. It's just that, like, compared to, like, the more modern games, like, they don't... Well, obviously care. it got better. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I always forget this. Okay, there's, like... There's the item that shares EXP with everyone in your party, and then there's the item that shares it with only one other in your party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which one's which? I don't know the so, names. So, in red, blue, and yellow, the only option you had for that was an item called the Experience All. 
Okay. And it was hot fucking garbage. Cause instead of giving like a ha- like half the battle experience to all of the mons, mm-hmm. it literally took like so let's say you had six mons in your party and you killed something that gave you six hundred experience points, mm-hmm. every party member only gets a hundred. Okay. Like, so it was completely worthless. Like, you were better off just fucking switch training at that point. So, because you had to kill fucking ten times the mons to get any amount of level ups. But, uh, so that was one option you had. And then in gold and silver, all the way until black to white to, there was just an item called the experience share, and it was pretty basic. You just give it to a different Pokemon, and even if it doesn't battle, it'll get half of the experience points. Okay. Right, so then if you kill That's something... That's what I remember a, in Crystal. Yeah. So it's like if you kill something worth 1,000, the Pokemon that got the kill gets 1,000, and the Pokemon holding the experience share gets 500. Yeah. So, and then in X and Y, they changed the experience share to where it's now a key item that you can turn on and off. And the way it works now is if a Mon's worth a thousand experience, the Mon that kills it gets a thousand. Every other member in the party gets 500. Wow. So they put that in there like that to make it easier for younger kids to not have a single stupidly overpowered mon. Right. Right. That um, that's like how I played through Sun and Moon. Yeah. Cuz I almost only ever used my Decidueye. Yeah, pretty much. Um for casual playthroughs, I tend to just keep the experience share on just because it takes it takes the pressure off. You don't have to be like, "Oh my god, I'm so underleveled on my one Mon, and then it's like you get into a fight, and it's like this is my only answer, and he's ten levels under everything else. Like so, I just keep it on for casual. I keep it on for casual play, just because it's like I'm not. If I'm playing the game casually, I'm not looking to like go balls to the wall. I just want to play the game. Right. But I know pretty much every pokey tuber that I watch, like um the King Nappy and Shady Penguin. Um, when they do nuz, when they do nuzlocks in the newer games, or even when they do playthroughs in the newer games, they always turn it off. Right. It's just because it it it's it enhances the viewing experience, right? Because then they have to be like, oh, I need to train this guy. I need to give him some time in the spotlight, or you know, whatever. They have to actually switch their Pokemon exactly, out. especially when you're doing a nuzlocke, because like. If you're doing a Nuzlocke and you got one guy that's 10 levels under the rest, like, you're probably going to die at some point. Yeah. So, they tend to just turn it off. I think but, I just um, got lucky. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, so, playing through Ultra Moon, I'm having a lot more fun with it. Uh, I'd hope so. Like, it's just, it, it feels better, because I felt like I literally walked through Pokemon Moon when I played it, even though I Nuzlocked it. Yeah. Like, granted, my Nuzlocke ended when I did Mallow's Trial because that Lorantis is actual cancer. Yes. But, but like, <laughs> whatever. So, like, I, I breezed through Moon when I played it, and, like, now in Ultra Moon, like, every, every like, quote-unquote boss fight I get into, I'm like, I'm so dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, they'll it'll be like, They'll be like, they're sending out a fucking Raichu, and I'm like, 
Okay, so it's probably a Lolan, and it's probably got Thunderbolt. I'm going to send out a ground type, and he's somehow going to know Hydro Pump. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the current mindset I'm in, because this game is fucking me so hard. That Raichu came from the surfing Pikachu. Yes. Yes. Um, that's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know if you remember, but they added in like a surfing mini game with Mantine. No, I don't Did remember you ever that. Okay, well, anyway, it's a way to travel between the islands if you want to, and you can rack up... You can get BP, which they call beach points, which you can use for, like, a move tutor or to get items or whatever. It's... You know, it's it's cute. It's actually... Okay. It's actually a decently fun minigame. I, I legit don't remember it at all. Maybe I never even did it. Oh, I'll send you a video for it later, but, um... Okay. It's actually decently fun. Um, one other thing I still have to try out that they added into the Festival Plaza is this thing called the Battle Agency. And I don't know if you remember from, like, Pokemon um, Emerald or Ruby okay. and Sapphire, how they had the... Um... No, it wasn't in Ruby and Sapphire, it was just an Emerald, but they had the... Um... What was it called? I don't know, I didn't play Emerald. I anyway, have they, it. Had, they had this thing called the Battle Factory where you could, like, rent out a team of Pokemon, and then you okay. could go through the fights. So you always got to use different Pokemon, and then after you won a battle, you had the option to trade one of yours with one of the opponents. I feel so like I could... remember something like this in Crystal, minus that trading part. Yeah, there was something similar in Crystal. It was just the battle tower, but you didn't rent out Pokemon, but it was a similar concept. Okay. So... The battle agency is like that, but to my knowledge, it's one-on-one -on -one fights. Okay. So I haven't tried that out yet, but I always enjoyed the idea of like renting Pokemon and getting to try Pokemon that you probably wouldn't use normally. I mean, it's Pokemon Stadium. Pretty much. But with less choice. <laughs> I um, mean, I guess. So o overall, I'm really enjoying Ultra Moon. I'm honestly probably going to play more of it once we're done with this podcast. Um, it's good if anybody's listening to this and they've been kind of like hung up and they're like uh, I didn't like Sun and Moon so I don't want to get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon get it it's better <laughs> it's way better like if you're a Pokemon fan like I am buy it yeah. like I guarantee somebody somewhere was fucking unhappy with it for some stupid fucking reason. You can probably found, find it at your GameStop or your EB Games in the fucking used game section. Too much and water. Yeah, like 7.2, too much water. Um, This is an ass though. <laughs> so, yeah, no. If, if, you're, if you're a Pokemon fan and you're, like, dedicated to this series and you're always willing to give it a try and you're just hung up because of how garbage Sun and Moon were... Give Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon a try, because they're genuinely a much better experience. You're going to feel more like you're playing a Pokemon game and less like you're playing a fucking leapfrog game on your little sister's fucking crappy tablet. Kelrix approved. Kelrix Certified approved. I need Frosty. To... I'm going to get a fucking stamp. Nintendo <laughs> seal of approval. Maybe not that stamp. That'd be copyrighted. Uh... Worth a shot. I mean, it didn't stop pirates. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, The other game that I wanted to mention real quick for games we've played. Hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. No, I just... The 7.2 out of 10, too much water. 
uh, third gen Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go this week. Hype. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a thing. Jukebox knows my opinion on this, but I will tell all of our like five viewers. Yes. Do you want to know how excited I am to get third gen Pokemon and Pokemon Go? Not at all. Not at all. Do you want to know why? You don't fucking because play third, it. No. Well, that. But also because third gen is the single worst gen to ever come out of Pokemon. I love it. Everything's I fucking pretty. hate it. Things are pretty, but the gameplay in the new Pokemon they put in it sucked ass. Worst games by far? Sun and Moon. Ruby and Sapphire are like winning by like half a percent. <laughs> eh, I thought Diamond was pretty shit. I like Diamond and Pearl. I fucking love Diamond and Pearl. I thought they were pretty shit. Well, my god, we need to fucking fight! Okay. Mortal Kombat! Yes. Okay. But no fatalities. Fatalities excluded. Okay, only just friendship. fatality. No, only friendship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, that was a slight update. Uh, on to the game that we both actually played. Quick disclaimer, I actually am excited that third-gen Pokemon are going into Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go's main issue, in my opinion, is that I, I honestly feel like that game should have released with at least Gen 1 and 2. Because it would have gave more shit to hunt, but that's just my, like, shitty opinion. I guarantee most people don't share it, but whatever. <laughs> I just genuinely, I just genuinely hate third-gen Pokemon. They were so bad. But, um, anyway, there's some good ones. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in case anybody decided to flame the podcast. Like, Kelrix is such a fucking scrub. Like, competitive battle me, bastard. Come at me, scrub lord, I'm ripped. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, not, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm scrappy, if anything. Uh, but, um. Earthbound. Bleh. Yeah, that. Earthbound. <laughs> that bounding of the earth bounding of the earth so again just in case maybe you missed the times i mentioned it the last two podcasts i got a snes classic which are dumb fucking hard to find i was hype as shit jukebox was hype as shit everybody was hype as shit so let me take a drink of my drink here look 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 (sighs) wet thy lips so, what do you do with a SNES Classic? You play motherfucking games on it. Did you know that, Jukebox? Did you know you can play games on a SNES Classic? Really? Yeah. I, I thought it was just Firestarter. I thought so too, but I I threw it in a fire and um the fire went out. Oh, see, I've I've gone through about five of them, just setting them on fire. Wow, I'm impressed. The I Nintendium mean, that yours was made with was uh, not first grade. No, apparently not. <laughs> Anyways. Another super quick disclaimer, Jukebox did not actually light SNES Classics on fire. We are not monsters. <laughs> also, we don't have that much money. Also, they are not that easy to find. <laughs> nope, I totally burnt five of them. That is now Holy canon. Holy shit, you couldn't have only burned four and gave me one? No, you already have one. Fuck. I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Earthbound. So, yes. So anyway, um... Before we get to that. Earthbound. No, Earthbound. <laughs> so I promised Jukebox that I would at least try Earthbound. 
I always had this like dumb idea in my head that because Earthbound was Jukebox's favorite game, I needed to stay the fuck away from it. And then I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's good game. It's good game. So I started playing it. I played it for a little while. I got horribly lost in the first 10 minutes because like that game does not hold your hand. Nope. It's like, I'm going to give you a very half-assed explanation and then good luck. Like, you, like the way it opens is, it's, what is it? Like, literally like a, a meteor. meteorite, yeah, like a meteor crashes beside your house. And Ness is like, holy fuck, I need to go see what's up because I'm a seven-year-old kid and I give a shit. <laughs> so... Um, you, like, go, you get dressed, you, like, climb up the hill or whatever. So, when I was playing, I was like, alright, cool, I gotta go find the meteorite. That's basic enough, I can do that. I climb around, can't really figure out how the fuck to get up the hill. Finally get up the fucking hill. Get up there, and there's fucking... Uh, Porky or whatever and the cops I talked to Porky and he's like I'm gonna touch the meteorite before you and I'm like good luck you fat fuck whatever Porky and the pigs Porky and the pigs and then I talked to the cops and the cop is like can you get rid of Porky he's driving me nuts so I'm like okay I gotta get Porky out of here somehow I'm literally there for like 10 fucking minutes trying to get rid of Porky like I'm talking to everybody like eight <laughs> times over. Nobody's doing anything. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I tried giving the fat bastard a fucking cookie. Like, here, follow the breadcrumbs home, you little bastard. And he's like, dur, 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 meteorite. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, maybe I gotta go talk to fucking mom or his parents or some shit. So I walk all the way back down. I walk into my house, and then the sister's like, oh well, you'll see her tomorrow. Go to bed. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, where where was the warning on this? Oh boy. So whatever. Do so, go on. Yeah, so I just got horribly fucking lost. <laughs> like and then you finish yeah. that up and then you can finally like go down to Onet or Onet or whatever the however the fuck you pronounce the little town's name. Own T. Own T. Yeah. One T T. One yeah. titi? One titi it is. One titi. So I go down to one titi town. One titi. <laughs> um, I go down, and, like, the same thing. I'm, like, walking around. I'm talking to people. I got my ass fucking, like, I got a skateboard shoved so far up my ass, it kills me three times. <laughs> Damn. Um, then I get a pogo stick up my dick hole. Like, it was not a good time. That town is dangerous AF. So... I'm like so walking around it. <laughs> yeah, so I started grinding on stray dogs, you know, four XP a pop. Whoop whoop. And um And I'm like I'm texting jukebox, I'm like, bro, what do? He's like, go southeast. I'm like, there's nothing southeast. I said he go southeast a- to on it. Yeah, I know. I thought you meant like go southeast in on it. Like oh. I thought you meant go southeast of on it, and I was like, there's nothing down here. What do you want from me? So he come over the day after or whatever, and I'm like, dude, where go? And he's like, go to Onnit. I'm like, I went to Onnit. He's like, oh? I'm like, I went to the southeast of Onnit. There was nothing there. He's like, no, I meant like go southeast to Onnit. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, the last I knew you were like at the meteorite or yeah. coming out from Pokey's house. And I'm like, yeah, go southeast. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so eventually we figure it out. I grind up. I beat Frank's ass. It was funny, because Frank literally curb-stomped my little butthole, and then I leveled up one time, and I literally shit-rolled him. I was like, well. 
<laughs> yeah. Level, the, uh, levels don't work like that in Pokemon. <laughs> the Frank and Mary 2 or whatever, the machine. Yeah. Literally like two shot at that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking PSI rockin' men. Yeah. So, we kill Frank, and we finally fucking make our way on down to Tucson. Tucson. I don't even fucking... The names in that game are not fair. <laughs> one, two, like, three, four, man. Exactly. Like, I went to one town, I went Summer, to two town, and then I, I skipped three town to go to four town. It was real weird. <laughs> so, and then, like, I get, I get to Tucson. Uh, Tucson, two town, whatever. Tucson. You son of a bitch. I just saw what you fucking did there. What? <laughs> I literally just clued into that because, like, on it is literally one TT and then Tucson is Tucson. Not yeah. spelled like that, but that's how it sounds. And my favorite is Threed. Yeah, then Threed. What's the fourth one? Foreside. Son of a bitch. And then you have Summer and Winters. Oh Christ! <laughs> Basic like, shit here, man. <laughs> it's clever, but it makes me mad. <laughs> Anyways, um, I love how it went over your head. <laughs> how didn't I get that? <sighs> if I was eight, if I was eight, I would have nailed that. Like in half a second, I would have been like, "Oh, it's numbered. No. I can count. <laughs> I can count. I can do words." Um. <laughs> Fuck me. I feel so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Anyways. So. Tucson. We get, yeah, we get to Tucson and I fucking, I like buy some more equipment. I like go find out. I'm like, oh, Paul has been kidnapped. So fucking go. I buy Orange Boy's thing, which is a useless piece of shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Thank God my daily allowance is like $8,000 from dad. So 200 bucks is pocket change. Yeah, no kidding. That's fucking lunch money to Ness. God damn. Um. So I'm like, whatever, and then Jukebox is, like, there, literally, like, sitting behind me, and he's like, go to Apple Boy's house. And I'm like, okay, master. <laughs> so, went there, bought his shit, fucking beat up, what was his name, Everdread or whatever? Yeah. Fucking, and then I'm all, I'm, as, as far as I know, I'm on my way to save Paula, and I'm sad because I can't play the SNES for two more weeks. Oh, you don't have HDMI? Nope! Fucking rip me. Go to someone else's room and be like, yo, I'm using your TV. Yeah, just like kick the fucking door in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, um. It's like, you can use mine. I'm taking this. <laughs> I was gonna say, if my, if my next door neighbor was, uh, derpy enough, I could probably break into his room because he's on night shift. Yeah. So all he'd have to do is leave his bathroom door unlocked from the other side. If he did that, I could slip right in, but he probably wouldn't have an HDMI either. Damn. I'm pretty sure it's just the wing like the wing that i'm in right because like all of my other buddies are in different wings and like all of them have hdmi cords i'm the only one that got fucked and i'm like of course man i'm sad yeah I, me too i, I was excited but for you to play more i'll have i'll have two i'll have two weeks off after this oh good i get two weeks off for christmas so i'll, I'll have lots of time to play earthbound yeah but yeah, um, so expect an earthbound uh, podcast episode later on. Yeah, like like a dedicated uh, Earthbound one. Um, because Earthbound a, my jam. Mm-hmm. It's li- like we've said before, is Jukebox's favorite game of all time. <laughs> but um, bleh, bleh. In conclusion, Earthbound's hella fun. I honestly 
thought that I wouldn't like it because I'm I'm personally partial to RPGs where you can see your characters because I like seeing them do their little animations and stuff. Right. But so I was a little nervous about Earthbound because I was like I'm going to say attack and instead of seeing a little boy with a baseball cap swing a baseball bat, I'm just going to the screen see flashes. Like, yeah, I'm just going to see the screen flash and then numbers are going to pop up and I'm like uh, that's dumb. There's like original I mean, Dragon Warrior style. Yeah, right. So I can still appreciate the games for what they're for. It's just a personal preference of mine. Like literally every RPG I ever played growing up, you could see your characters. You know, Final Fantasy, fucking uh, Fire Emblem, Pokemon, blah blah blah. All those, right? Right. So it was just one of those things. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but yeah, no, I actually very much like it. Like uh, like you pointed out when we were playing the other day, Jukebox, it was like the psychedelic backgrounds and awesome soundtrack really help. Oh, like, yeah. If, if the backgrounds were just like static black or whatever, like they were a Dragon Warrior, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd pass the fuck out. Yeah, it'd be but, so um, fucking boring. Yeah, so they definitely like knew. They were like, we're making this. We're not animating the characters for in battle, so we got to make sure the battle screen is like fun to look at. Yeah, so. and, and you got fucking weird ass enemies. Oh I yeah, think, you got real fucked up enemies. I think it's in Foresight. You're gonna see one of my favorite enemies. It's the mystical record. Oh fuck! It, it's just a vinyl record with arms and legs. That's awesome. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about Earthbound, but uh, I think we're gonna do a segment now. Yes. I don't, I don't know oh, if I actually I doing have the... music for this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. I can't remember. Okay, remember you were like, hey man, are you just going to put some music in here? Like, do, 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 do. And I went in there and I literally just put like a yeah, yeah. track over top of you. And it's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Fuck it, do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, anyway, so like Jukebox said in our, in our opening, um, we're bringing back then and now. Yeah, and, and this uh, time we're doing packaging. Because packaging's fucking wonderful. To an extent. So, yeah, so pretty much the the then we're going to we're going to use is like cardboard packaging. Yeah. So like you get like you get a net uh, an NES game or even like a game like all the way up until fucking like Game Boy N sixty four and Game Boy Advance. Yep. Was cardboard packaging. So it's like you get your game. And it'd be cardboard with fucking uh, plastic wrap. The Is there a proper term for that shit? Cellophane? Shrink wrap? That stuff? Yep. Shrink wrap? Whatever. It'd have that on it, so you'd fucking rip that off. You'd attempt to pull the box apart, or if you were a savage little child like I was, you'd literally just take a fucking butcher's knife to it. Damn. That butcher's knife being my teeth. <laughs> um... And, like, so nine times out of ten, honestly, like, the packaging would just get shredded. Yeah. Which, when, which, for, like, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, and N64 games, didn't fucking matter. Because those games were durable as ever-living hell. Right. Like, you can find videos on YouTube. People literally drop that shit off buildings. People have literally frozen NES games in fucking blocks of goddamn ice. And they still fucking work. Like, perfectly. And they've drilled them. 
They've Lit drilled them. them. Granted, granted, I mean, you drill through the plastic, of course it's not going to do anything. But, I mean, hell, you can drill through the motherboard in certain parts and it'll still work. Yeah, there's a lot of empty space in there, so if you miss a trace, yeah. it'll still work. Like, it's friggin' absurd how, like, stupidly durable those fucking games are. Yeah. So, it was like, if you tore the packaging to ever-living shreds, it didn't really matter. Yeah, and, and a little classif- uh, clarification on the Genesis. Some games actually came in the cardboard packaging, but for the most part, it was the uh, the uh, plastic shell case. Right. But they did have cardboard ones. Some. Yeah. Some, yeah. I, I most I mostly said Genesis just because I remember the Genesis games were also like hard cartridge. Yeah. S- yeah. Very similar to the N64. So I just kind of like brained and I was like, they probably got packages the same. So no, yeah, ju- <laughs> yeah ju- Jukebox is very much right. For the most part, they were in the plastic cases. Pretty much all the Sega stuff was like the first ones to do that. Yeah, even on the Sega Master System, which came before the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Which is why every single Master System game I have has a uh, uh, a package, which is a awesome. case. That's the word I'm looking for. So uh, then, with the cardboard packaging compared to now, where everything is in a, I won't say hard plastic case, like semi-hard plastic case. Yeah. Um. But I mean that's also necessary because everything is a disc now. Yeah, they're they're becoming slightly more flimsy because they're doing that thing where they uh, die cut the recycle symbol in, so they're using less plastic. Oh, I fucking hate that. I mean, I could do without it, but like it's like I'm I'm all for like recycling and cutting down on waste and all that. Like I'm all for it. But it's just, I hate when it's like, I get a game and I literally like grab it and I feel like I just shattered everything. See the thing. Like, the thing squish. for me is, I, I've I've accidentally pushed my thumb through the like oh, front fuck. cover art, like the nail of my thumb or something. Jesus! And then you have like this permanent indent on your art, and it sucks. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I chew my fingernails. They are very short, almost all the time. Well, no, it's just like if you grab with your thumb in like the middle of the case or something, and it's mm-hmm. over that recycle symbol, it's just going to push right through. Like, it doesn't have to, like, create a hole, but it's going to create an indent because, like, the paper will fold. Yeah. As balls. Yeah. I've I've gotten some crinkles in my cover art from that, and it really grinds me. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Um, It's worse when you got, like, a really rare game or something. Yep. That's why my rarest game hasn't even left the cardboard it got shipped in. Nice. (laughs) Um... Yes, I still have it. Yes, I know where it is. <laughs> I will yeah, never lose that, that ever again. So, um, if anybody hasn't seen that episode, um, my rarest game is one of like 2,500 copies that were they were hard copies made of a PSN exclusive game called Class of Heroes G2. Jukebox told me about it. I had money. I bought one. My copy is 1,100 and something out of however many it is still in the shrink wrap it is still in the cardboard that it got shipped in tucked away in a corner it is a last we checked probably worth about 250 dollars yep if you want to hear the full shtick there go listen to episode 19 i'm pretty sure that's the uh video game values episode yeah it sounds about right yeah so anyways packaging i think what you were trying to get at is uh 
with the older cardboard packaging, if mm-hmm. if a kid was to like just rip it apart, or in a uh, slightly more likely case, that shit takes up a lot of room. So if you imagine if you're a kid and you become a teenager or you're moving out or your parents are cleaning the house, they're just going to throw out all of the boxes because who the fuck needs a box when you got the sturdy ass cartridge. So nowadays, if you have uh, NES, Super NES and 64 games that still have the boxes, uh, a lot of the cases, it will like double the value. Oh yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, it's like, oh look, I have Contra, which sells for forty dollars, even though it sold incredibly well back in its heyday, and it should not be worth that much. But it's worth that much because people want it, and people are douchebags. Episode nineteen. <laughs> Episode nineteen. <laughs> Once uh, again. So rage. if you have a copy of Contra, you could probably realistically get at least forty bucks for it. Yep. If you have Contra in the box with all its shit, you could probably get ninety for it. Yeah. Like it's. It bumps the value by quite a bit. Yeah. It's... Besides Earthbound, I think my most valuable game is only that way because I have the box. What's that game again? Uh, Rainbow Islands. Right. Or at least that's one of my more valuable ones because that was our first hidden gem. That game is fun as hell. Oh, yeah. Hard, hard as fuck. Fun but as hell. Fun. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we used to have the cardboard boxes. Now we have the plastic packaging. Which yeah. do you prefer? Oh, uh, that's tough. For, for, I prefer the cardboard. Really? Just because they were so much nicer to look at. See, I, I much prefer cases. Really? Oh, yeah. We are on way opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, with, with the cases, um, it also kind of depends on which console you're on. They kind of mandate what the spine has to look like. So if you look at a collection mm-hmm. of Wii games with very few exceptions, they're all white spines with whatever logo or name of game on them, and they look amazing in, That's true. in a stack. If you look at, uh, like, I think it's the European PlayStation games, they went a step mm-hmm. farther. The The spine is one color on all of them, but then the text of the game is the same font on every single one of them. So it looks oh. ridiculously uniform. Makes sense. Like I'm looking behind me and I see PlayStation 2 is colorful as shit. <laughs> Oh, I love PlayStation 2. Um, where the fuck was I going with all this? <laughs> How should I know, man? So, fuck. So anyway. You, you um, like cardboard packaging more. Yeah, I like cardboard packaging. And something else that I also loved that I miss so much is manuals. Yeah, I miss that too. I fucking loved manuals. That shit was great. Yeah. You're like, I got a new game. It came with a little book. I'm going to read the little book. And it gives it tells you how to play the fucking game. And I know a lot of people who will just like skip straight past the manual and then immediately be like, How do I do the thing? Yeah. Now it's like Random cars. <laughs> now you have like zero choice. Damn. It's like, hey, 
go go look up on our website to find the manual. I hate when... Go download this PDF. The first time that bullshit ever happened to me was when I think I got God of War 3. Right. Which was like seven fucking years ago. Dude, I was yeah. I, I was looking at a list of games that turned 10 this year. That shit hurts. Yeah, it's like Uncharted, Assassin's Creed, Guitar Hero 3. Oh, ouch. Yeah. My childhood. Fun fact, Guitar Hero 3 was the first game I bought on my Wii, with the exception of Red Steel, which I got with the console. He twitched! I don't know if we ever told that story. Uh, time. I know we have. <laughs> a... We can tell it again but, um, another time. Another time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I miss manuals, because I remember I got God of War 3. I'm pretty sure it was God of War 3. It might have been God of War Ascension. It was one of those. I don't fucking care. We're going on anyway. And it was like, I get the game, I open the game, and there's no manual. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? I'm like, whatever. Put the game in. I have to, you know, download the data, which is a thing you have to do now. Pisses me off with newer games. Right. But, um, and then I get fucking, I get like a secondary download, and then all of a sudden on my PlayStation 3 screen, it pops up, God of War Manual. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I click on it out of curiosity, and yeah, it's literally like a PDF on my PlayStation, the, which, the fucking manual for God of War. So I'm like... I'm like, okay, cool, like, save the trees and all that bullshit, but fuck that, I want it in my goddamn case. So I bet you that was the uh, the first game you got that also had that recycle cutout. <laughs> Probably. Uh. But, um, yeah, so then and now is, like, I like how cases used to be. I like that how much more colorful they were. I'm sad that we took them so for granted. Like, I can't imagine if I'd kept, like, all the boxes from, like, my old fucking Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy Color games and shit. I did. They ended up in the wrong box and ended up at Goodwill. That sucks. Yeah. I died inside a little bit. I think I remember you dying inside a little bit. Yeah, probably. Jukebox used to have this lovely little shine to his eyes. Now he's just kind of dead inside. Yep, dull, gray. I mean, dead. I mean, like the rest of us, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I gotta give a little shout out to uh, yes. the intermediaries of packaging between uh, our plastic DVD type cases and the old cardboard boxes. When disc media started coming out, yep, the Sega CD and the Sega Saturn kind of had the same cases. They were very long and thick jewel cases those things sucked mm -hmm. <laughs> i have yet to find a sega cd game that doesn't have like a cracked hinge yeah do you remember uh like cassette packaging mm -hmm. you know how you'd like drop it and that shit would just like shatter oh yeah it'd blow everywhere but yeah it, it was like the exact same thing with the sega cd and sega saturn cases this is this is slightly off our topic, but just on, like, cassette cases. I used to use cassette cases to carry my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, nice. Like, that's what I, I would slide my deck in there, I would close it up, and it was fucking mint. Man, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, I went to, went to a party once, 
and we did like water balloons and stuff and i was like oh my cards are in a case they'll be fine oh god <laughs> nope <laughs> they were not <sighs> so all my cards got fucking ruined i was very upset and Brutal. i literally i literally just took the case out of my pocket and just let it fall and like i shit you not that thing fucking exploded it fell three feet onto the concrete and it just exploded and my cards went everywhere it's it's like an original iPhone. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the new iPhone X. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, like those yeah, those cassette cases were not made of Nintendium. Yeah. And well, they were made of Sega. <laughs> Eum. We'll we'll think of a good name for that. <laughs> uh, Sega Trium. There we go. I like that one. Yep. Yeah, so, so they <laughs> fucking died all the time. And then yep. when PlayStation 1 first came out, they actually had long boxes for most of the launch games. And uh, the reason for the CD long box is because records were the standard in, you know, the 80s, the 70s, pretty much all time until we got cassettes. So when you went to a store that had records... Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they had cassettes. Well, you try and put a cassette in a spot where a record would be and you can't fucking see it because it's not long enough. So they gave them these ridiculously long boxes so you could still see them on the shelves. Well, cassettes didn't last that fucking long as like the number one source of audio. And then CDs came in in the 80s. So they had CD long boxes. That's, that's literally the only reason they exist. Yeah. Yep. Um, the the only difference is the PS One long boxes were made of cardboard and like thick cardboard, so they actually lasted. Yeah. And then shout out to the jewel case that came after it. <laughs> blah, my whole mind just left me. Um, yeah, I think. Do we want to do we want to mo- move on to the dude on the roof? Make the make the make a man. He's up on the fucking roof. He's mega. He's mega. (laughs) If anybody hasn't heard Uh, Brendel Floss, YouTube that shit like right now. Anyways, Mega Man with Um, lyrics. Yes. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with one thing. They just announced Mega Man Eleven. So like. If you ever play the old 8-bit Mega Mans, you know it was 8-bit from 1 to 6 on the NES. And then they moved to Super Nintendo. We got Mega Man 7 and 8. And then they moved into the Mega Man X series. Then years later, I can't remember when we got it. Was it 09? I think so. Mega Man 9? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, cool. So then we got Mega Man 9. And then a couple of years after that, we got Mega Man 10, both of which were done in 8-bit style, which was fucking hype as shit. Oh, yeah. Like, Jukebox Jukebox got Mega Man 9. Yep. And it was fucking great. And then I got Mega Man 9, and it was fucking great. Neither one of us got 10 because we saw Sheep Man, and we were like, nope. <laughs> See, and that's weird as shit to me because I distinctly remember you having 10 on your PS3. Yeah, I... I got the demo, I think, but I never bought 10. Okay, it was probably the demo then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got the demo, but I never got I never got that full game. Right. 
So that was, so, I think that was 2011. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm pretty Very sure intense. it was like so, a couple years after. It's been um, like seven years. <laughs> yeah. So they just like randomly dropped like, hey, Mega Man 11's coming. And like, it's like hype as shit, but also I'm kind of shocked. And I'm also kind of scared. Yeah, it's for his 30th anniversary. Yeah, so it's like, on the one hand, it's like, I'm I'm excited, because I fucking love old Mega Man games. They're fucking great. Yep. Um, They're like the perfect balance of, like, brutally beat your ass into the ground, and then, like, also stupid fun. Yeah, well, it feels rewarding, because you know, like everything is it, so tight. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like... It'd be like if Castlevania didn't have Medusa heads, that'd be like how that'd be like the area Meg Man's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Fuck Medusa heads. <laughs> anyway. So they announced Mega Man eleven, and part of the reason I'm scared is because KG and Afune isn't a part of them anymore. Right. Like he isn't with Capcom anymore. He's literally the big daddy of Mega Man. Yeah. That he, was his baby. He left and to then, make Mighty Number no. Nine. Which we're like this, we're gonna touch on real quick <laughs> jukebox and i enjoyed it but we can very openly admit that it could have done a lot better yeah it has its flaws it had so much potential and so much backage and what we got for how much money we the fans put into that game it was not fair yeah they wanted what did they want originally 500k something like that and we gave them what was it we gave them 4.2 million or something yeah and we get like it okay like i hate when people say that it's a shit game it isn't a shit game it's just not awesome it feels like something i would have expected out of 2007 that's a good way to put it it feels very outdated and so Okay, when this announcement for Mega Man 11, the first thing I mm-hmm. saw was the graphics. And I mean, for a split second, there was like, this is, I do not like this. And then it grew on me after like five seconds. But what it made me think of is this is what Mighty Number no. 9 could have been if they just had better fucking backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, Mighty Number no. 9 is what KG Nafune did after he left. Because he's like, I did Mega Man, I know how to do Mega Man, but I can't do Mega Man because of copyright. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to literally do Mega Man and slap a fresh coat of paint on it because... Pfft. um, You know, like Steven Gielsberg or Fred Fox. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, nerd. <laughs> My one true religion. <laughs> but, um, nerdism. Nerdism, yes. I'm going to do that. If uh, like I've been asked at work a couple of times if I have any religion. If I get asked again, I'm just going to be like AVGN. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just go, ass! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm scared for Mega Man 11 because KG and Afune isn't a part of them anymore and Mega Man was literally his baby. But I mean... Capcom did so much Mega Man that it's not like KG and Afune was the only reason it worked out. See, I'm pretty sure KG and Afune, he did all the character design. I don't know how much of the actual level design he did. Yeah. And even then, he wasn't the only one who worked on level design. Like, they had lots of people who obviously had to contribute to that. So, 
Yeah. I'm I'm confident enough that they'd have enough talent to, you know, make good levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I'm excited for it is just that it's like Capcom did so many Mega Mans that I'm not worried about it being bad. Like, yeah. it'll come out. I'll buy it. I'll get my ass brutally beat by it, and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. It'll be a good time. I'm worried about it being mediocre. Uh, I mean, it probably will be, but whatever. I'll still buy it. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, like, okay, Mega Man 9? Mm-hmm. Fucking orgasm. So good. Mega Man 10? Dry hand drop. <laughs> that's like, that's the like, comparison. Like, like, not like a dry hand drop, but like, if you just like did like one like half-hearted spit. <laughs> <laughs> just like a... Yeah, that's Mega Man 10. That's Mega Man 10. Like, it wasn't a bad game. It was just, like, the main reason I had no fucks to give about it was, like, only three out of the eight Robot Masters were any amount of interesting. <laughs> and see, I played at least two levels of it. Mm -hmm. They weren't anywhere near as fun as Mega Man 9. And Mega Man 9 was on the level of, like, Mega Man 2 and 3. Oh, masterpiece. Exactly. Um. So I'm scared Mega Man 11 will feel like Mega Man 10 cuz in in that trailer it looked super mm -hmm. linear There wasn't a, I'll have a to lot of up and down play I remember I remember there being some up and down I'll have to rewatch it but um I'm mostly excited for it Yeah mostly excited for it Mostly excited Mostly excited So what I want to talk about real quick following that is like Jukebox, what was your biggest disappointment with the Mega Man franchise? <laughs> Not including the two unspeakable things that we'll talk about afterwards. <laughs> I mean, probably Mega Man 10. That's fair. Yeah. See, I feel like it could have been, you know, 5, 6, 7, 8, any of those, if oh. I had actually played them at the time they came out, but I obviously didn't. So when 10 yep. came out, I was off the hype of Mega Man 9, and it wasn't anywhere near as good as that, and then it was Ew. the last one. Yeah, so it kind of just fucked you. Yeah, it was, well, it was disappointing, right? Yeah. So, um, what's yours? My, my biggest disappointment isn't really a disappointment, it's just a game that I got, I enjoyed, but it just didn't live, it just wasn't as good as the other ones. And I can't fault the game for that. It was mostly, I was young, and it wasn't what I was used to, and that's Mega Man um, Network Transmission on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. So, if anybody hasn't played that, it's kind of hard to describe. I would just, if you're curious, just look up a quick YouTube video of it. Fun game. I like what they did with it, but it was linear and slow and hard as fuck because everything a kid much, doesn't want <laughs> exactly so pretty much what it is is it's a 2d side scroller same as like the older Mega Man's, but it's from the perspective of Mega Man exe who is from the battle network series on game boy those are great games but Network transmission kind of fell off the rails because it was like, we're going to take this character who's used to like fucking three by three one on one grid battles, which are awesome, 
Okay. And we're going to put them in a 2D environment and us, and hope to God that the battle chip system works the same. It doesn't. <laughs> so, pretty much what happens is it's like you beam into a level and then immediately your custom screen opens up and that's what they call your like attack selection screen. And you can fill folders with battle chips. And your battle chips can do anything from literally swing a sword to throwing a bomb to shooting a cannon like it's very diverse okay so battle chips also have letters which they didn't bring into the network transmission series so i'll leave that out for now but essentially you couldn't use different lettered chips so if you had a cannon and a sword the cannon was a c and the sword was an s that's not how they actually go, but just for yeah, comparison's sake. You could pick the cannon, but not the sword. But if you had a cannon that was a C and a sword that was a C, then you could pick them both. Got it. So, they brought the battleships in, so it's like your shit would load up, you select all the chips you want, and then you fuck off and you go running about. And it's it just like, it, it was good, it played good, it felt good, and it was fun, but it was just like... It wasn't what it should have been, in my opinion. I feel like, honestly, if they just sped it up, like, a little bit, it would have played better. You know, I... Because they're... Go I, ahead. I half expected your disappointment to be Mega Man X7. <laughs> I never played it. Oh, which was the shit one? On PlayStation 2? Oh, well, that was... That was X7, but I never played it. That was, like, the oh. weird one that was, like, 2D to 3D. Okay. But, um... I think that's the one I own. <laughs> yeah, I think so, because I have X8, and X8 is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I watched you guys play it here once. Good times. But, um... Yeah, X X7 is also hot trash. Do not get that game. It's terrible. But, um... X4 is good. X4 is good. So is X6. X6 is not bad. X5 is kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They give you, like, an auto-charge option, so your your buster is always charging, even if you're not holding the button. It's like, it's like here, kindergarten. <laughs> you know, I think I could actually dig that. I mean, when I played it, I enjoyed it, just because I'm a scrub, and I have a very hard time charging and jumping and dashing all at the same time, but... So it was helpful for me, but it's like, I just, I felt like it took away from the experience a little bit, but that's just me. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, coming off of our disappointments, what was your most hype Mega Man game? Well, hype was probably Mega Man 9. Okay. But, okay, Mega Man 2. Because you, well, you know how we got that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what made that hype. And we went over that in our NES Memories episode. Yep. I'm going to give the 22nd version of it real quick. Time me. Okay. So, Jukebox and I went to a garage sale because it said that they were selling NES stuff. We were like, hype as shit. We got to get Kelrick's one. I was like, dad, please. He was like, yeah, okay, let's go. The whole time, me and Jukebox were like, how cool would it be if they had, like, Mega Man and Castlevania and, like, Zelda and all this? We get there, we buy it, they actually have it, they took Zelda away and Final seconds. Fantasy away, it was sad. Hey! <laughs> Good job, oh except you know what? What? That was Mega Man 3. 
shit. <laughs> Mega Man 2 is the one we got from the video game store in Edmonton that we didn't go to very often. Right. The same time I got Contra. I don't care, still counts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was hype Mega shit. Man 3. <laughs> Mega Man 3 was also gold. Yeah. At the time, uh, I got Mega Man 2 for, like, probably half the price it was selling for other places. Yeah, and, I think you got it for, like, 20 bucks somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that was hype as shit, because we'd always joke about the Metal Blade. Mm-hmm. So, for physically Jokes. acquired game, Mega Man 2. Otherwise, mm-hmm. Mega Man 9, because I love the shit out of that game. Oh, it's so good. Um, there is one other. Oh, well, I got a mine. Um, <laughs> mine's a little bit of a... I've actually talked. I actually talked about this in a, in one of our older hidden gem episodes, but oh. Mega Man X Command Mission. Yes. On GameCube and PS2, that game is hype as shit. Hype because yeah. it's literally like take Mega Man X and slap Final Fantasy on it. It's turn-based Mega Man combat. I died when I fucking played that game for the first time. I was like, this is everything I ever needed. <laughs> That game is genuinely stupid fucking awesome. And I take um, your word for it because I never played it. Oh, it's so fun. But, uh... I'll touch on it quick. It's like, the main reason that I just love it to death is, like, the combat feels good. The super moves feel good. Um, The combat makes sense. Because you have, like, an ATB gauge that isn't an ATB gauge. It's hard to explain, so I'll just leave it. I I guarantee I talked about it in one of the Hidden Jam episodes. Yes. 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 Um, and also the story was fucking spot on. The only, like, pre-existing Mega Man characters that are in that game are, I believe, X, Zero, and Axel. And Axel wasn't very well known at that point because he, I think it was like X7 and X8 came out and then Mega Man Command Mission came out like a year later. Like Axel was only in two games before that came out. Right. So he may as well have been a fucking new character. Um, And then, so you have those three and then you also have like another, I think, four party members that are all brand new characters made specifically for the game. And all of them are great. All of them have oh. solid backstory and character development is good. I love it. Dude. What? I really hope Roll is back in this new one in 11. Oh, sweet Jesus. I hope so. And and I hope it's not Dr. Wily. You mean Dr. Wiley? Wiley, yes. Wiley? Um, I, I legit hope it's not him because, I mean, the whole aesthetic of the game has changed. I would mm-hmm. like to see other new things. Because Plot twist, it's Dr. Light. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, they tried that once. It didn't work out very well. No. But, but like, this is almost like a reintroduction, even though it's, like, still numbered 11. Because they yeah. haven't made, like, a new Mega Man game for so long. If they actually implement new characters, new bad guys and stuff, they may be able to, like, you know, build off of it. Yeah, which would be which would be cool because then they could go forward with like a twelve, a thirteen, blah blah blah, and they could run off a completely new storyline, which would be pretty awesome. What I wanted to say was, um, biggest hype for me, Command Mission, because it was just something so different that worked so well. 
Right. My other like massive hype is honestly like the whole Battle Network series on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Those games were a huge part of my childhood and I loved them to fucking death. It's funny, I've never played one. They are so good. Avoid the first two. <laughs> because they're just like they're good, but avoid these ones. <laughs> they are. They're they're perfectly fine. The story is great and the gameplay is still solid. It's just that like they're not as appealing to look at. Like you get on the net and it's just like very boring from numbers three through three, four, five, and six, they're all like dumb pretty. Well, you know how this is gonna work for me. I'm gonna buy like whatever ones I find for cheap. So if it happens to be the first two. Yeah, whatever. You'll still enjoy them. They're fun as hell. It's just like they're not as appealing to look at. You know what, dude? I think I found like the third one back in the day. White for... white and blue? Yeah, I didn't buy it. <laughs> Damn. I regret it. I feel like you I feel like you told me that and I was like, jukebox why? <laughs> I don't know. But, I probably um... I probably only had like four dollars and I had to choose between like two games. <laughs> probably. But um but yeah, so my, my overall, my biggest, like, hypes and, like, biggest um, high points in the Mega Man series for me are, yeah, Command Mission and, like, the entire Battle Network series. Which is They're hilarious, because just... I feel like most people probably haven't even heard of those games. Which is fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, uh, kind of continue on with uh, hype and disappointment. What is your favorite boss? Oh, Fuck you. Like your favorite robot master <laughs> out of all like five million of them. Does it have to be a robot master? I don't know what else. Are you going to tell me it's the yellow devil? No. <laughs> no. The green devil. No, I'm just kidding. God damn it. Um, as far as like overall best villain ever, base. Yeah. Base is just, uh, I love base. I love base too, but hit me with the robot master. Hit you with a robot master? Fuck me. Can I get a list? <laughs> uh, nope. I just closed it. That's okay. I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, off the top of my head, honestly, I fucking... Like, it's so dumb, but I really loved Splash Woman. Oh, I fucking love Splash Woman. Like, I fucking loved Splash Woman. Honestly, I got like a three-way tie, and I love them all for different reasons, like very different reasons. I love Splash Woman, Napalm Man, and Metal Man. Okay. Do tell. I love, I love Splash Woman because her battle is fun, her stage is fun, and like she's one of the few Robot Masters I've found in the Mega Man games where her level and her herself don't just ruthlessly pummel you yeah like you're I fucking still hated jumping from the bubbles yeah like you're still gonna die but like you you, you figure it out quick yeah. as opposed to some other stages where it's like you need to be pinpoint perfect or you're fucked so i loved splash woman for that also her weapon was awesome yeah the trident. firing firing laser tridents was wicked fun um I love Metal Man because the Metal Blade is stupid fucking good. OP as shit. I, I just love how it's like before we actually played the game, all we heard all the time, like Screw Attack, YouTube, whatever, was like, the Metal Blade is hype as shit. The Metal Blade is overpowered. We were like, it can't be that good. Jukebox and I literally put in Mega Man 2, do Metal Man stage first, 
clear it like no problem and proceed to walk the rest of the game. Yeah, no fucking kidding. Like, it's ridiculous how strong that weapon is. And you never run out of it. Yeah, and I also I also like Metal Man because he was put into the Battle Network series as oh, cool. Metal Man EXE, and he was really fun to fight because in his stage he had, in the middle lane, he had gears, these big gears that would move back and forth. So you had to constantly be dodging them because if they hit you, you took damage. I remember watching that. Yes. So yes. he was a very fun boss fight. So do you I love. Uh, <laughs> from the trailer, I remember you saying, uh, "I don't know what the fuck he's going to be called," but the like concrete one where you make four concrete things appear in the air and then they drop down, and you're like, "Oh man, it's going to be so overpowered." Yeah. I wonder if they're only going to do that in like open areas. Like if you're in a hallway, maybe you can't use it. That would be fair because it spawns very high up. Yeah. So that would make it that would make it a lot more manageable. Oh, Which yeah. I think would be fair, because also, I remember we were watching it, and Jukebox said to me, if you haven't seen the Mega Man 11 trailer yet, do yourself a favor, go watch it. It's literally only like a minute long. It's very short. Yeah. So, pretty much, Mega Man gets the one ability where literally, like, he holds his arm up, and these four concrete blocks spawn along the roof, and then they fall down and fuck everything. Yeah. Like, they aren't huge, like, they're, like, little one-by-one one blocks, but they do a stupid amount of damage, apparently. So, I remember Jukebox, because I was like, wow, that looks overpowered as shit, and then Jukebox was like, well, how much weapon energy does it eat up? I looked, it takes up next to nothing. Yeah. It's like the Metal Blade all over again. So, so that's just why I have that little theory, maybe you can yeah. only use it in open areas. That'd or at be least great- I hope. That'd be a great way to regulate it, because then, then if you got in an area and you had like all this shit coming at you, you'd be like, "Okay, instant default to like save my ass," but yeah. then you couldn't be like going through like a tight hallway and be like, "Ha ha!" Like, like for as much as I love the metal blade, the game mm-hmm. would be way more challenging and fun without it. I don't know about more fun, because <laughs> it's mean... fun. It's it's fun to shit on everything, but at the same time, the challenge is also part of the fun. Yeah. So, I'll give you that. Um, the other Robot Master I mentioned, I love Napalm Man. Mm-hmm. Almost 100% because of what he became in the Battle Network series. Okay. Um, in Mega Man Battle Network 5, there was Team Proto Man and Team Colonel. If you played Team Proto Man at one point, the whole idea with those is they added in a new type of battle called Liberation Missions. Where you had to like clear like evil squares. It was kind of like a chess game, is the best way to describe it. Okay. Tons, tons of fun. So you had Mega Man, and then you also had other net navvies on your team that you were able to control. So it was like the first Mega Man game where you could play as other characters besides Mega Man, which was hype as shit. So in team, in the Team Proto Man version, obviously you have Mega Man, you have Proto Man, and then you also get, um. Sir, Search Man, Gyro Man, Magnet Man, Medi, and uh, that one with uh, the face, and Napalm Man, <laughs> I believe, are, are all the ones you get. Okay, <laughs> I like how like my favorite guy is the one I almost forgot. But um, so Nap- 
Napalm Man's just stupid cool in that game. Like, he looks fucking awesome. He's strong as all hell. And he's just dumb fun to play with. And he's funny as hell, too. Yeah, he's, he's, they're like, oh no, how do we do it? Napalm Man's just like, I'm a bomb it. And they're like, don't do it. And he's like, I'm a bomb it. And then he bombs it and it works. Of course it would so work. So I just, I, I, I mostly like Napalm Man as a robot master because of what he became in the Battle Network series. So he doesn't really count as a favorite mo- robot master because he's very lackluster in the actual Mega Man, like OG Mega Man games, but I love him in the Battle Network series. So he gets a pass. I can dig it. Hmm. What about you? Well, okay. I can't pick literally everyone from Mega Man 9. <laughs> no. Seriously, that's why that game is so good for me. Everything is just yep. good. Like, I can't think of anything really bad about it. Um, so if I look elsewhere than Mega Man 9, probably Pharaoh Man. Oh, Pharaoh Man's so good. Because he looks so fucking cool. But if I had to choose one from Mega Man 9... It would either be Galaxy Man or Splash Woman. Galaxy Man just looks like a UFO. I just like him a lot. He's cute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Splash Splash Woman, yeah. Splash Woman's hype as shit. Yeah, I... I read all of the Mega Man comics from Archie. So I got really familiar with everyone uh, from the first two games and a little bit from the third. But yep. like... As soon as they added, like, personalities to them and stuff, I stopped caring about them as robot masters. Yeah, because they're supposed to be, like, mindless killing machines that Mega Man has to put down. Pretty much. So, yeah, that kind of took that kind of took away from it. I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think if you asked me, like, five years ago, I probably would have just said Metal Man. Mm-hmm. But now we've, we've grown older. We have grown wiser. I've read comics. Indeed. <laughs> quick, Same quick, thing, right? Quick shout out. Quick shout out, the Mega Man and Sonic crossover comics are fucking hype as shit. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And they did it twice. The second they time they twice. even had Mega Man X. And I then, like, still haven't read though. You know what? I'm fucking hang on. Give me a give me a minute here. Give me a minute here. And then like literally every Capcom character ever. Yeah. It's it's what I imagine Infinity Wars would would be if it was Capcom characters. What was what was the Mega Man Sonic and Mega Man X crossover called? Uh Worlds Collide. I'm gonna read this shit tonight. Well there was two of them, but I can't remember what they were both called. There was Worlds Collide and then there was Uh Worlds Collide was know. just Yeah, Worlds Collide was just Sonic and Mega Man. <sighs> I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Um, no, it's going to bug me now. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't stress. I'll figure it out. So um, I was thinking a, I shouldn't say fun, but a way to wrap up the podcast would be to talk about the actual biggest disappointments Jukebox and I ever got out of the Mega Man series. <gasps> yeah, we're going here. <laughs> 100,000 strong for Mega Man Legends 3. Yeah, so a quick update. Jukebox has more information, but I'll bring it up, and if he needs to correct me, he can correct me. That's what he's good at. Yep. Um, <laughs> so Capcom announced, they were like, we're doing Mega Man Legends 3 for the 3DS. Yep. Mega Man's Legends 1 and Mega Man Legends 2 were both on PS1. Yep, and then they and... had the Adventures of Tron Bond. 
Yes, and Mega Man Legends 1 was also ported to N64 as Mega Man 64. Yep. So, they were great. They were hard as shit, and the controls were a little wonky, but people loved them. Yeah. And then we just never got a, a actual third Legends game. It was a very niche thing. It was a very niche thing. But it's like, if you talk to the right people, they will praise those games to high heaven. Um... So Capcom was like, we're doing Mega Man Legends 3. And everybody lost their fucking minds. They announced it early in the, uh, in the game development cycle because yep. they wanted to involve the Capcom Unity in, uh, in the development process. Yep. So, I mean, that was a mistake in itself of announcing it early. Because... They eventually cancelled it when it was still at a very early point in its development. Yeah. Normally that wouldn't be a problem because they wouldn't have announced it. You know, don't announce it and then it gets canned and no one cares, but they announced it like right at the outset there. Yeah, and also it's like we got like a full trailer and everything. Like it was... It was happening. And then they were just like, nope, never mind. We're canceling it. Yeah. And hearts, hearts broke everywhere. Yeah. Like hearts, hearts, hearts broke to the point where one guy that jukebox watches on YouTube, Rob man, I believe Mm -hmm. he's like the biggest Mega Man fanboy ever. He's like the biggest Capcom fanboy ever. And when Capcom did that and canceled Legends 3, he boycotted them. Oh, yeah. And for one of the biggest fans alive to boycott a company after, after they fucked up like that, that says something. He owns literally every Mega Man game, including the arcade games and Japanese copies of the games. He has everything ever. He even has the, like, stupid ultra-rare Mega Man 9 special edition thing that came in, an like, it came in, like, an openable NES cart. Yep. Like, full NES packaging manual cartridge. Yeah. And that was, that was, like... He cried when he got that. (laughs) Yeah, he... There's literally a video on YouTube of him. It call he calls his friend and he's like, "I got it! I can't believe I got it! I won!" Because it was like it was a giveaway contest. I don't think it was a contest. I think it was just like they only made like 250 of them. Yeah, and he actually managed to snag one. Yeah, because it's not like there was pre-orders or anything. It was like first come, first serve. So he lost his mind and cried over a phone call, telling his buddy that he actually managed to get one. Yeah, you better like, believe I, I still follow him, and he is hype as shit for eleven. Oh, g- good. He's on top of that hype train. But like, just yeah. So like, they canceled Legends three, and like his everybody's world just fell apart. So there's the thing: is it hurt. they canceled Mega Man Legends three, bad. but they were also working on something else. It was it was like Mega Man World Universe. or something. Yeah, and they canceled that. And yep. the last game they made that was That one wasn't 10. as hype, but people were still hyped for it. 
Well, it was and it was like a snowballing effect I because it was like, hey, exactly. you canceled this one, now you canceled this one, and you don't have any plans for fucking Mega Man, and you're shitting all over Keiji and Afune. And then they were doing their whole thing with their microtransactions, which everyone was pissy about. So, I mean, Crapcom just really fucked up that year. Yep. And then, of course, I'm, Keiji and Afune just... left, and it's been like seven goddamn years, and they're finally doing something with Mega Man that isn't a comic. I was trying to... I'm just watching a trailer. I want to know what Mega Man Universe was all about again. I really don't remember. If, if I remember, it had Time Man and Oil Man. Which were supposed to be in Mega Man 1. I think it was like a big like Capcom mashup game, but like for Mega Man. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Because, yeah, you could like... There are like a ton, tons of different characters you could play. Yeah, it just, like, it looked hype as shit. Okay, like, it was supposed to be amazing, and we were all super excited for it, and then, again, Capcom, cough, cough, crap, calm, they were just like, uh, nope, never mind, not happening, fuck you. Yeah. Well, it felt like a pretty big fuck you, because they weren't really doing anything with Mega Man. And that, them, them doing that was also... It wasn't, like, the whole reason, but it was, like, I think it was, like, kind of the final straw for KG and Afune, and after that, he was just like, I'm done with your shit, and he left. Yeah. And he walked out of the company. So, technically, the most recent thing they've done with Mega Man was uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection, and then the Mega Man X Legacy Collection they're working on, or has already came out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's nothing new. They're just re-releasing their games in a way that isn't the virtual console. Yeah, which is fine. I like that they did that. Yeah, I do too, but at the same time, give us something new and they're finally giving us something new. Yeah, so I'm 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 excited for 11. Yeah. I'm more excited than anything else, but I'm also I'm also keeping in the back of my head not to like ride the hype train too fucking hard. Yeah. Just in case. J- just in case it's like mighty number 9. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll I'll honestly like it'll come out. I'll buy it. Jukebox will come over. We'll play it. We'll talk about it in the podcast whenever the hell it does come out. Late 2018. Cough, cough, episode 42. <laughs> if we're lucky. That'd actually be pretty fucking awesome. I'd lose my shit, man. Me too. So, okay, do you remember? It was like your family reunion or something. Yep. And we were... I think it was like a bunk bed, but I was sleeping on the floor. And pretty much... Because we, Jukebox is a rebel like that. Yeah, and we stayed up for like the entire fucking night just ripping on Capcom and how stupid they were. And I legit made you listen to an episode of the All Gen Gamers podcast where, uh, where yep. Rob Mann was the guest and they were talking about how shit Capcom was. Oh, he was so broken. <laughs> Good memories. <laughs> Good memories. Good times. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it was like Jukebox and I were like, I think like, I don't know. 16 maybe well maybe okay when when was Mega Man Legends cancelled I'm looking it up I got you uh it was 2011 yeah so that was yeah so we would have been 16 17 well you would have been I would have been 15 Oh, yeah, right. Wait. Fourth wall! Fourth wall! Yep. <laughs> um. Psh, Fuck, that was a break. long time ago. 
Yeah, no kidding. We're old balls. Anyways. Um, so yeah, but yeah, we literally just stayed up all night and just ripped on Capcom. We were so pissed. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That was, but, um, good times. <laughs> it, in conclusion, because I think we're about done, unless unless Jukebox has anything else. I almost called you Mega Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am Mega Man. Can I be Zero? Yeah, why not? Yay. No, you know what? We'll, we'll tell them the story of that same family reunion where I told uh, taught you how to play cribbage. No. Yep. No. No. For, for another day. No, tell it now. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so we're playing, and uh, in cribbage you have to count cards. Um, it's kind of like poker hands, and then you know certain hands have certain values. Well, he lays down his hand, and I say you have nineteen, which is the only number that you cannot get in the game. So it equ- if it's equivalent to zero. Yeah. So you tell them. I they didn't got know 19. that. <laughs> Yeah, and he's literally, like, yelling, Where do you see this? And Jukebox is just ripping off. He's like, come on, just keep, you'll, you'll figure it out. He had me going for, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, I don't see it, dude. What in the ever-living shit? And you, like, tried to move your peg. And I'm like, no, no, you got 19. And then, like, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then my mom, like, leans over my shoulder. And she's like, sweetheart, that means zero. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so, fun story. Sorry, I shouldn't say that's the only value you can't get, but uh, anything past 29 you can't get either. Yeah. Yeah. F- fun yeah. stories. <laughs> good times with Jukebox and Calrix. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to have some good times with us, you should uh, comment on our Facebook at Infinity Games Podcast or our Twitter at Games underscore Podcast. And the new edition, we are on Instagram, so if you want to see some nerdy photos... Follow us at Infinity Games Podcast on Instagram. I promise I'm going to put something there soon. You better. I promise. And uh, and if you if you dug this and you stuck around long enough, subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube, on Google Play Music, on iTunes, anywhere. Please. Yes. Yeah, that was episode twenty six. The Infinity Games podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk about Mega Man. Mostly Mega Man. Mega Man. Mega Man. Mega Man. I believe. I believe Jukebox and I have something special planned for. Is it the next podcast you're planning it? One after that. One after that? Okay, we have a special episode coming up, so get hyped for two episodes from now. We've got a couple, actually. Yeah, we got a couple, like, hype things coming up that we have planned. So. Yeah, we're having... Okay, so you know how we release on Sunday? Super convenient. We're going to have one released on Christmas Eve and on New Year's. Yay! So we're going to have an episode, and then we're going to have... Oh, dude, spoilers. I'll cut it out. I'll just bleep it, and everyone will be like, What is it? <laughs> You're fucking evil. Anyways. Bye. So yeah, we have, we have, we have good stuff coming up. I've, I'm Kelrick's King. I'm Jukebox Hero. Bye. We love you. Bye.